All right, good evening. I am your host, Benjamin of Special Needs with Special Circumstances. How's everybody doing this evening? I hope everybody is wearing their blue t-shirts and their blue socks for Autism Awareness Month. Get out there and support these beautiful individuals with autism. And we're going to keep bringing light to this dark community um, with this beautiful group called uh, Special Needs. We're going to jump right into it. Obviously, my day starts off tomorrow at the doctor's office. I'm getting a doctor's note saying that so that I'll be able to go to the restroom while I'm at Nellis. Now, to me, I feel like that's a little bit going overboard, but, you know, just so I don't have to deal with the backflash and the BS... I'm going to get a doctor's note. So when I have to go to the restroom, I can just get up and go without them saying anything. And if they do say something, it's under the doctor HIPAA law. So they can deal with that if they want, which they won't win. Um, And other news too, because that's going to be happening tomorrow, my day is going to be like from 8 to 8, which is 16 and a half hours. If anyone knows me, they know that I normally have long days and I spend a lot of time away from home um, because of the traveling time, the time it takes to get places because I don't drive myself to these places. I have to rely on an RTC paratransit. Um, like today in this case, um, I didn't take RTC home. Um, I had my friend Ross uh, order me an Uber to go home because they wanted me to wait until 7 o'clock this evening to get picked up. Now, why would somebody want to wait an hour after getting off work if you can, you know, go home earlier? And to me, I find that, you know, because paratransit is getting later and later with these times and they've often been doing that to me with Nellis a lot where they've getting later and later where it's like one minute it's eight o'clock next minute it's 8 30 next minute it's 9 9 30 9 40 10 o'clock 10 30 so you know you get to a point where you just get tired and you get fed up after 16 you know, in a half years with this service, they're unpredictable. Um, for people who don't use it all the time, that go to doctor's appointments three days a week, um, that do regular checkups, dialysis, um, stuff like that, they're still unpredictable. That's why I always tell people, if you're going to use that service, don't give them the actual time that you have to be a place. Give them like 30 minutes before or an hour before so that if they are going to be late they're technically not late and so they'll be able to still get to their destination on time um one of the things that I don't like is that I have to push my time up by 30 minutes each time and it it takes a lot I mean to to do what I have to do every day and then it's always something different 
Um, Mondays and Wednesdays are their busiest days of the week. Um, you know, with us still being in a pandemic, um, they're still uh, going to get to their full ride capacity. Um, and then because of that, you know, elderly clients are like, I'm not going to use it every day, which I don't blame them. You know, elderly have a lot of already underlining conditions already. They don't need to get sicker than they already are. Um, but then there's, you know, dialysis and people like myself who basically have to sit there and uh, wait 45 minutes to an hour. And even with elderly, they have to sit and wait 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, this whole thing excessively being on the bus for three hours, that is unacceptable. Nobody should be on the bus for 90 minutes. And I've been telling them lately to call it in because even after 45 minutes to an hour of being on paratransit, it's a lot. And it starts to get obsessively, um, you know, just overbearing. Um, And sometimes I need a break from them because they're mentally, physically, emotionally draining. um, Because with everything you have to do with them. And then people, they they don't get the logistic of, you know, when you don't have your own transportation and you're having to rely on something. They're just like, oh, you could go to the grocery store. But what they don't factor in is all the things that have to come with that. You go to the grocery store of paratransit. Then you got to get, when you get in the store, you got to ask somebody to get you an electric cart. Then you got to find out if there's going to be any electric carts. Because half the time when you go in the grocery store, they don't have any electric carts. Because people are sitting on them that shouldn't be sitting on them. And that can get their, their, um, their arse up and walk. So it's like... You know, there's a lot of things that... And then with the schedules that I work, I'm not going to come home slaving over a stove and, um, you know, be cooking at 9, 10 o'clock at night because I want a meal. And, you know, it's, it's just that simple where, you know, because cooking goes in a whole nother realm. Now, for people that have that person that come home and cook for them, then that's different. But I don't have that luxury because I'm spending half of my day traveling across where in the world is Carmen San Diego. So um, I don't, you know, get that luxury when you're working 55 hours a week, six to seven days a week at a time sometimes, um, you know, it's really hard and difficult. So it's just, um, and I'm very, I'm a very eager person. I'm very driven. Um, but again, you know, for people who've never been behind the scenes of paratransit and really knows what goes on behind that service, they're not going to know. For someone who just drives a car and they're like, well, you could just, you could just go to the grocery store. You have people around you that you can ask. Well, trying to ask a person around you too 
it gets tiresome because then they have a whole lot to say and they, you know, they want to give you the third degree about, you know, this, that, and the other when they can't just say yes or no. Just say yes or no. I don't need you going into a whole big spiel about why the reasons why you can't do something. It's either you can do it or you, or you can't. So, you know, my thing is I don't really ask for help because I, you know, I'm one of those people that if I really need help or if I really find out that I need help, then I'll ask for it. But nine times out of ten, I don't do it because it's just like I don't want to be interrupting somebody else's life or feeling like I'm a burden or I already have to feel that way because being special needs and carrying what I'm carrying already currently cerebral palsy is enough in itself and then you know people don't look at special needs having you know these real world problems you know they're just like oh well you know I'm not just gonna I'm not gonna have a you know care in the world and you know this that and the other but they need to start realizing um you know that the struggle is real And that we can't just get up and go. There is a lot of special needs that are still uh, trapped in their host homes, their family homes. They're not able to get out and go to work every day. Um, You know, don't get me wrong. I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in. But does it get exhausting? Yeah, it does. Do I want to be able to drive myself to places and not have to rely on paratransit? Absolutely, I do. Um, Because by all this time, I could have had my license by by all this time by now. And it's just like, you know, you know, society will never understand what it really takes to be someone like me. Like how much energy it actually absorbs to um, just take a day like tomorrow I have to go from the doctor's office, from the doctor's office to Nellis, to Nellis, um, from Nellis back to home. So that's going to be a long day because the bus doesn't just come back in 15 minutes. It comes back in a half an hour or so, and then you got to sit there and wait. And if they don't come on time, they may come in the window and then they have this new window now where it's 67 minutes window now where it's like, okay, well now it's just say, you know, my pickup is at 827 in the morning till 857 in the morning. And let's just hypothetically say they'll, you know, if they're going to be late, you know, and normally for medical appointments, uh, nine times out of 10, they're not late. The only time that they are late for a medical appointment that I've seen, if they're trafficking, if the person tells them they have to be there directly at 8.30. But nine times out of 10, they normally aren't late because it's a medical appointment and, you know, stuff like that. That doesn't mean that they can't be late. That doesn't mean that they're perfect and it excludes them from being late because they can be late on medical appointments too and they have in the past and that's what um people on dialysis are facing right now when they're having to be on the bus for three hours um so you know and these are real world problems that special needs are having but 
you know, you have other people sitting around here acting like this stuff isn't going on when it's going on right now. And my whole thing for doing this and doing this podcast is to let you guys know what really goes on in our lives every day. Because if if you had 10 people who just didn't drive their car to work and who got on paratransit with me and just rode around with me all day just for 24 hours, 24 hours for two weeks, if they just rode around me for those two weeks in a 24-hour period, they would want their car back because they wouldn't be able to handle what comes with paratransit, the mental, the physical, the emotional aspects that come with that service. You know, because there there's a lot that goes into that. And, you know, it's not just this jump, skip, and a hop thing where it's like, oh, yeah, just just order a bus and tell them to come back. No, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't schedule same day, only medical appointments. So, you know, when you want to go to the grocery store or when you want to go uh, to, to, I don't know, grab a coffee or pole position or something, that requires paratransit. Because it's, it's, it's a ride getting there and a ride going back. So that's two rides right there. And let me remind you guys, just so you don't forget, the monthly pass is $80 a month for 46 rides. And then you have a coupon book that has 10 rides for $30. So I'm sitting here spending almost $160 to $180 a month just on transportation alone. Not to mention, if I wanted to just go up and get up and just go and do something without paratransit, I couldn't do that because I have to have that scheduled in order to do it. Because I'm not to where somebody can just pick up the phone and be like, oh, I need I need this person, this, that and the other, because they don't society doesn't reach out to begin with. They don't check on us to begin with. And so we're back where we started, where we're, we're in this pond and, you know, we're by ourselves and I'm doing life by myself. I don't have someone doing life with me. I'm doing it by myself. It's like I'm just here by myself alone doing life by myself, basically. I don't have no support. I don't have no help. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it alone, literally. And this is a seven-day-a-week thing, 12 months a year. And I'm 33 years old. I should not be working this hard. And I have a physical disability on top of that. So there should be no one else complaining. Because when there are people out there that's not working as hard as this beautiful person is, there's something to be said for that. 
there absolutely is something to be said for that. Because I work hard for what I get. No one will ever imagine what it's like for a person like me to work as hard as I do. Never. Couldn't even come close to being in my shoes to see what it's like every day. Special needs are sitting here having real world problems, but yet society doesn't care. They just act like we don't even exist. And they've done that for years. This has nothing to do with COVID-19. They've done that for years. How do I know? I've sat back and I've watched it. When I was a kid, they were doing it. The only thing that changed, fast forward, I became an adult and it became worser. So now, you know, I I often will, you know, I've said like, sometimes, you know, the stuff that I do and it and it's heartbreaking because the stuff that I do every day, I'm just kind of like, I'm going through all of this. And is it really worth going through? Because you feel like nobody understands. Nobody is there. I'm literally by myself doing this. By myself doing this. And and you get to a point in your life where you're just like, do you want to give up? Do you not want to keep doing this? Do you just want to not, you know, and I have to, you know, I, I try to keep convincing myself that this is what I'm doing this stuff is for a good cause but doing it as much as I do do I feel like I'm getting appreciation for it do I feel like I'm being noticed for it Because you don't meet beautiful people like me every day. You don't meet special people like me every day. I'm a rare breed. A rare breed. And I have a lot of... I have a lot of talents and abilities that nobody even knows nothing about. See, no one's ever... I know how to do things that no one ever thought I would probably be able to do. I'm very smart. I'm wise beyond my years. I'm very intelligent. Very bright. 
But a lot of people don't know that. That managers look at me like I don't know how to do anything. We're talking about multi-billion dollar establishments. You got companies that still won't hire special needs. How do I know? I've been there. I've experienced it. I've dealt with I've dealt with it. We're just as capable as a person who don't have a disability, if not even more. You know, I put a lot of heart into what I do. I put a lot of dedication into what I do. It's always on high alert. I want people to know what I'm doing. I want people to know that I stand out. I want people to know who I am. I want people to know what it takes to do what I do every day. I want people to know that it takes a special person to do what I do every day. I want people to know that I demand respect for what I do every day. I want people to know that I am, even on my worst days, I still get up and do what I need to do. Even if I'm sad, even if I'm going through something, I still get up and do what I need to do every day. I want people to know I have that willpower. I have that determination. I have that courage. I have that drive. I have that unwillingness. If I want to get something, I'm going to get it. I got champagne tastes on a beer budget, as Tracy would say. And she is absolutely right because I've earned everything that I've gotten. Everything. And absolutely, I want people to know that. I want people to know that I work 55 hours a week, seven to six days a week at a time.
See, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know just how beautiful this person really is. Even on my worst days, I'm still beautiful. Still doing what I need to do. Still getting out there grinding. And I'm grinding hard. Harder than anyone has ever been known to grind. I'm grinding with a physical disability. Of all things. Of all things. A physical disability. Which means. I don't let my cerebral palsy hold me back. Yeah, things are frustrating in my life. They are. Because of what I go through. Things are, they're meant to be frustrating in my life. I have every right for things to be frustrating in my life. I have every right to feel the way that I do in my life. No one can tell me how to feel. No one is going to tell me how to feel. No one is going to tell me how to feel even on my worst day. Because even on my worst day, I still get up and do what I need to do. I don't I don't care how bad it is. This is what it means to know what a person goes through with special needs. This is what it really means. Because this beautiful group that we have, that people just forget, they pass up, they don't see, they don't pay attention. You guys are missing out on some beautiful stuff. No matter if we're negative, no matter if our lives are dark, no matter if we're if we got this cloud hanging over our heads. We do what we got to do. Do I want to wake up and do a 16 and a half hour day tomorrow? No, I don't. Would it be easier if I was probably driving myself? Probably. But people, they, people who don't have disabilities, they don't take that into account. So one day, if a person that I know, one day if they become a paraplegic or a quadriplegic, then they'll know what it's like for one of us. Then then they'll know what it's like to be in that state. Whether you have cerebral palsy, whether you have spina bifida, whether you're autistic, whether you're Down syndrome... Where do you have ADHD? 
ADD? Tourette syndrome? An emotional disability? A mental disability? This is real world problems, guys. This is stuff we face every day. And this is not a game we're playing here. This is, this is stuff that I'm telling you deep down from my heart. Every day. And sometimes, yeah, I want to throw in the towel and yeah, I want to give up. It's hard. It's tough. But somebody has to be a voice for this beautiful group. Somebody has to go out there and stick up for them. Somebody has to go out there and scream for them. Somebody has to say to the person, this isn't right. What you're doing to this person. This isn't fair what you're doing to this person. Sixty-one billion children and adults in the U.S. and 46% of them live with the following diagnosis. Just imagine that for a second. Wrap your head around that for a second. And you tell me, how would it be like for you? You tell me, how would you deal with something like that? After everything that special needs has to overcome and they conquer each and every day, we still don't get the love. We still don't get the nurturing. We still don't get the respect. We still don't get noticed like we desire. But we're willing to bring that light, that love, that nurturing. That emotion. To this world. Because we wear our hearts on our sleeves. That's, that's what it is. We wear our hearts on our sleeves. Excuse me, guys. 
And and for that, I just it, it's just heartbreaking. It really is. I can never say that enough. Can never say it enough. Somebody's gotta be paying attention. Somebody's gotta be listening to these beautiful people. We can't be ignored. We can't be. We are going to be heard. We are going to be listened to. Because you know what I've noticed? And people don't think that I noticed this, but I've noticed it. Society tries to avoid us. They try to act like we don't know what's going on, but we do. We're very aware of what's going on. We're very aware of what's going on. And... I'm just let you know you can't avoid this beautiful group. There's no avoiding us. Because we're going to tell you when you're avoiding us. Because we can sense it. We can feel it. It's in our DNA. you guys don't remember anything that I'm about to say tonight remember this and hear this this beautiful group is going to cover this world and for that my friends that is something that is as much powerful as that is That is something that money cannot buy. The type of love and compassion and nurturing that these beautiful individuals carry, money cannot buy that. And I know you, many of you may get freaked out and you may get weirded out. But let me tell you something about these beautiful individuals. They're going to love you. They're going to want to get to know you. They're going to want to share with you. They're they're going to want to be compassionate. They're going to want to be loving. They're going to want to come and hug you. They're going to want to feel like they have a sense of belonging. All of those things. So let me ask you a question. What if you one day became like one of us? How would you feel? How would you deal with it? Uh, You can't say you'd have good days all the time. But how would you deal with that? You wouldn't you wouldn't even know how to deal with it.
That's the thing. But learning and understanding what these beautiful individuals go through, that's the most powerful thing of all. That's when you start learning things you didn't think that you thought that you would learn. Because then your mind starts opening up more. Then you come to accept this beautiful group for who they are. Then you come to love them. Then you start to nurture them. Then you start to love them. Then you start being compassionate. And sympathetic towards them. And one more thing. Think about this. And I want you guys to think about it long and hard. What would you guys do if one of you had cerebral palsy? What would you do if you were autistic, nonverbal? What would you do if you had spina bifida, autistic, ADHD, Down syndrome? Ask yourself that question. And then ask yourself this question. How do you think we feel every day? So wherever you are tomorrow, just ask. What this beautiful group may be feeling today and how they may be feeling today. And what makes them feel the way that they do? But you'll never know until you ask. And you don't have to take my word for it. Have a good day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Good night.